for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Ten years as rated number one because they've only been doing it for ten years. Every year they've done it, we've been number one. But we've been on air for 30 years. And we're glad you're tuning in this morning at Rosie on the House. Our number is one 767 We finished up our last hour as it relates to home security with Rosie certified partner, North Valley Locksmith. And right now, we just kind of open the doors to any of you trying to tackle any project at all in about and around your house. But I did want to talk a little one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text four one one nine two three or email info at rosie on the house dot com. One of the things I tried to do, uh, I can do the first one Sorry. prior Sorry. to this show, was install one of these smart protection devices, so I I could kind of share my experience. Well, yesterday I went to one of our rental properties and I inst- where, where, where we've had problems with porch bandits and I installed a ring doorbell and I, I what is a ring doorbell it, well it's I, I I didn't want anything with a battery so I went I spent a little extra money and I got the the doorbell pro which operates off the line voltage of your house okay okay and installed that booger in about 15 minutes and went to the smartphone and downloaded the app. I had the, I had the whole thing working in like in, in well under a half hour. Well, it did need a little fine tuning. So you can set the sensitivity rate and they're very sensitive. Apparently every time a car drives by, it'll alert you. And then by so, ringing your phone. Yeah. <laughs> ring ring and then you reset it but I heard it go off at 12:30 last night. So maybe it was a kitty. I don't know. I was going to say what about animals? I think I could drive you crazy, too. Oh, man. Well, it, and, I'm so just what, fine-tuning what, the setting. What does it functionally do? Well, it does a lot. I mean, it, te- it, it notifies you when there's motion at the front door. Now, we've got to get the, the range narrowed down so that the cars on the street aren't constantly sending it off. And I'll tell you, one of the things I was really surprised about is when you download the app, which is free, um, it tells you how many other people in your neighborhood have that doorbell and what activity they have reported. Now, I, I haven't dialed down to find out how long that goes back, but it was incredible when I popped up the neighborhood this property's located in. I mean, it I was... I actually think that's a little creepy. <laughs> it was surrounded by other ring doorbells that had reported suspicious people, uh, porch pirate uh, thievery, uh, you know, suspicious activity. I... I, I just it just kind of wakes you up to the environment you really live in. Well, times are a changing. You know, people are shopping online so much that it's just a much bigger deal. I didn't grow up knowing what a porch pirate was, and now it's a big deal. I'm not a proponent of shopping online, but I have been shopping more online just because, uh, like convenience. No, no. Um, everything I buy, with the exception of phone and computer, is American made. Just because right. there's no phone or computer made in America. Uh, and sometimes, like my socket sets, they come out of Wisconsin because mm. that's where mm. SNK makes them, and there's no SNK dealer out in Arizona. So to stick to my American-made, 
products, a lot of times I've got to use the shipping service. Wow. Well, I like I don't mind so or much. Or fly to Wisconsin. <laughs> there you go. For a hundred dollar socket set. <laughs> you know, and that, I, I hate to give. I mean, this is really about Amazon. They've just changed the way we shop. So there's a couple of things you can do to to avoid the porch pirate thing. Um, and here's the, here's the cheapest one, which I think is just a great solution. Uh, Amazon has come up with a pick your day delivery. So if you're you know you're you're shopping here, you're shopping there. If you know you're going to be home on Friday or Saturday, you pick that day as your delivery day, and they come when you're home. To me, that's the cheapest solution. Um, and it just floors me how you'll have a wall and they'll stick it right in front of the front door. It's like here I am, come take me. You know, so <laughs> so it's really nice to do it when you're on a day you're home. Um, you can buy things and have them delivered to the store, or you can buy them and have them delivered to an Amazon locker, which is almost kind of defeats the purpose. But Amazon has lockers. If you put in, if you go there and put in your zip code, you'll find 20 by your home. So you could have it delivered there and then pick it up on your way home. So that's, that's another way. And those lockers are free. And so do, does that work like a PO? Because I have a PO, but a lot of times when you order stuff, some shipping services don't use a PO, would they go to a storage locker or is this a service through Amazon? It is so. through Amazon. It's the Amazon hub is what it's called. Yeah. So, and then now they have it where you can chase their truck down, I guess. And you can, <laughs> and another way you can do it is you can have it delivered at work, which can be a problem if you have a lot of people, you can have it delivered to your trunk of your car. And if you go on Amazon, there's only a few makes and models that are, um, that work with that right now, but eventually it'll be where you can just have them put it Watch, in the trunk of your car. Watch, they're going to start selling a device that unlocks your trunk from your smartphone. There you go. There you go. It's probably already out there. I probably okay. didn't do all my homework. Well, it's going to be worse than that. The drone will be able to interpret what the code is. The drone will open <laughs> the trunk, drop it in, and then go, p- go back to the uh, well, freighting center. People are always coming up with... Um, other things. So here's here's another way. So if you still want it delivered at your house any day of the week, you can put on your porch uh, a locker of some kind. My favorite is the drop box. You just you you buy them. They're they're big enough for a package to go through. And when you get home, you unlock it from the back and get it. Um, but they also have them now where they've put a smart lock on the locker. The the uh, delivery man comes up and he scans your box. And if you've told the blocker you have something coming, it will open it and let that guy put it in. However, looking at the reviews online, the delivery guys don't like it. So it's not taking off real well because it takes their time. You know, So they, they leave it on top of the lock. Yes, box. beside <laughs> or behind. So they got. So everybody's excited about that technology, but it, you know it's not there yet. So that's not a great option. Um, and I found this one at the hardware show. It's called Parcel Works, and they have a really nice selection of boxes. They do plastic or metal. Of course, the metal's more expensive. They're all boltable. You know, you can bolt them to the wall or to the floor. Some hinge from the top. Some are vertical, some are horizontal. And uh, the one I was really excited about, they, don't, they haven't perfected yet. I called them yesterday. They're still working on it, but it's a refrigerated one. So that when you join one of these services that delivers your meals or you order from the grocery store, they can put it right there on your porch. Now, eventually, you and Gary figured out what people eventually do if you have a new home. Oh, yeah. They're going to design it into the homes mm-hmm. where you, know, you just picture the kitchen and the garage, you know, they're generally pretty close to each other. And there's going to be an additional door to your home that the delivery guy can open up, put everything in there. You can have a refrigerator in there because you put a refrigerator one outside in Arizona. I mean, that's a 
pretty hefty uh, addition to your electric bill. But if there's one on the inside of your insulated uh, insulated space that's already air conditioned, adding another refrigerator is not that bad. So there's going to be a delivery section that's drawn into the blueprints of the home where door opens you, and then you as the homeowner from inside open the other one-way door coming in. And yeah, I did see some for, communities in California have started doing that. For so, aging in place, you know, that's a perfect application if you can't drive to get your groceries. Or your medicine roaming. You know, a lot of the medicine can't sit out in the heat like that. So that's a, that's a great solution. So the, anyway. new, the new generation use of what we used to call the mudroom. I don't know. With technology, it seems like we spend right. our whole life figuring out how not to be hacked. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, and, it was years ago uh, when I built a new mailbox for our house. Uh, I came up with the idea that, you know, Jennifer and I like to get away for a few days here and a few days there. And I don't like the mailbox being so stuffed that you can tell no one's been there. So we put the front of the mailbox where the mail carrier comes and drops it. Then it drops into a solid masonry vault. And it'll, it'll, it'll keep a month's worth of mail. And then there's a padlocked door on the back you open. We just need to engineer that uh, to accommodate the packages and not make it look so institutional that it looks ridiculous. Well, if you're into fancy, there is a company out of Fort Worth called um, MB Centennial. And for $2,400, he will build you one that's foolproof and matches your home. So in case you want something fancy. What's the name of it? B-C-M-B Centennial, and you can find him on Etsy. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty right. cool. And we'll put all those links in our hourly post. Got it. Just make it quick and easy. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about technology and not getting hacked. What about one of the things I refuse to use is a GPS, and this is a perfect example of when GPS sends people on the wrong way. It's called Get Off My Lawn, an article that was in the Wall Street Journal last Friday, talking about all the different uh, times where people are following their GPS and not using common sense or, or any <laughs> and have no absolutely no navigational skills. And this one homeowner in Florida had 47 different routes that Google offered on their route went through his yard. Like, so he constantly had people coming in, and it's a one-way street without a cul-de-sac, so they would turn <laughs> around on his lawn oh, and through his driveway. and Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to get, order a delivery through Uber and watch the, the little, you can see the driver in real time, and they spin around and look around because they're trying to follow their GPS, and we're on like a, such an obvious road. But they're not that reliable. No. You, you should be able to get where you're going without an electronic device. Especially in Phoenix. We're on the grid, for heaven's sake. Anywhere in Arizona yeah. is, is on the North, grid. North, south, You get into west. the mountain countries, and obviously there's terrain, and it, it, it's not quite the 90-degree grid system that the streets are on. But we've got a lot of open sky. You can find your way around. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That sounds great. I have a tip for you, Romy. Just heard from Danny. He said you can get those tools you're looking for in uh, Tempe at Fisher Tools. The ones that you have shipped? Yeah. 
Fisher Tools. I S H E R. On Real Salada. There you go. They've been there. Check that out. I've been buying tools there since the 70s. They've been there a long time. And you've never told me about this? Well, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know you were air freighting your socket wrenches in well, town. I think, I think people would be surprised how little we, as a family, communicate. <laughs> we're all got our head in our jobs, and sometimes we. I think we get to eat together once a week, and, and that's a lot to download. We'd like to congratulate Scottsdale Solar, the newest partner of Rosie on the house. You can find them at the solar category. If you're interested in going solar or looking at solar for your home, it's a great. Uh, Great company. Uh, they've been in business 10 years, and they travel. I, I, it's one of those funny things. I always wonder, why does somebody name their business after a town? It makes a lot of customers think, well, they only work in that town. Um, but they they travel. I mean, in fact, they, they will go anywhere in the state of Arizona. They travel so well. So if you're looking for solar... They're a great option for you, along with all the other solar partners at Rosie on the house. Congratulations. Welcome to the network. And we, Whenever we bring somebody on the network, we don't bring them on with the intention of it being any kind of short term. We look for lifetime partners. We like the fact that we know the guys by first name, that we've got a relationship with them, that the issue arises. We know who to call. We can get to the owner right away. You know, we all stub our toe. We all trip and fall. We had a uh, situation this week. Somebody called and said, I've, uh, how do I file a complaint? And by the end of the day, there was a testimonial letter about how great the company was. And, uh, you know, it was within a couple hour turnaround. And, you know, a lot of times you're just going through your daily motion. You didn't know or realize there was a problem or realize that somebody interpreted something wrong. And, you know, you just have to have that communication. And none of our guys are out there to do anything uh, unscrupulous the wrong way. They're all in it for the long haul as well. We all live in Arizona and all want to make it a better place. And uh, another great uh, another great contractor for our homeowners, if you're looking for solar, Scottsdale Solar. You know, we are, we're a relationship network, really. You know, we're there. We answer the phones. You won't get a recording. We work really hard to make sure there's Unless somebody Unless everyone eight to five. on the team is on the phone. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very rare, though, for someone to get the message machine. And it, well, the other thing about the longevity, Romy, is when there's any kind of warranty work, you can be sure that your company that you started with, you'll be able to finish with, and they'll be able to follow through. That is one of the hard things when you get somebody that calls and say, hey, I've been listening to you guys forever. I just started a uh, electrical business. How do I get on? I'm like, go on the waiting list. And when you've been in business five years, give me a call back. And they're like, oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of our partners, uh, I've had several of our partners call and say, Rosie, is there anything you can do to help us recruit more great employees? Um, one one of our partners in particular up in Prescott, Tom Riley at Renovations. He's looking for several positions to be filled. And so I would tell all of you that are in the trades that listen, and I know there are a bunch of you that listen, if you want to upgrade your career, go to roseonthehouse.com, look under the certified partners, and find someone in your trade. You'll be you'll be going to apply for virtually one of the best of the best in that arena. And we know that virtually every rosy partner right now is still looking to hire good people. Tom Riley in particular, if you're a if you're a superintendent down in the Valley of the Sun and you're tired of cooking all summer long, 
He needs a lead carpenter in Prescott. Now, if you've, if you've been dreaming about trying to move out of the valley in the heat for the summer, for the year, I mean, Prescott's got that year-round environment. It's just perfect. And he's also looking for an estimator. But I'm looking for an estimator, too. Like I say, <laughs> like I say we all at Rosie on the House, as successful service providers, are probably hiring. If you're in the trades and you're looking to up your game, if you're looking to up the caliber of person you're working for, go to our website and knock on the door and say, Rosie told me to call you. There will be a time, I foresee, that they figure out how to do it with tax and employees' wages and employment, that it doesn't hurt the individual uh, and and compliments the company. Because there is a time when we've got extreme heat in the desert, and it's really nice weather in the mountains. And then you've got time where it's really nice weather in the winter in the desert, and it's extremely cold up in the mountains. And being able to transfer a worker between companies, let's say he's a technician for one of our air conditioning contractors in Phoenix or Tucson, and in the summertime, for the summertime when they need him, well, in the wintertime, in the heat when JKC might need an influx of guys trying to keep homes warm, they are able to transfer the worker up to the mountains, and, and he's able to go where the demand is and never be more than 100 miles from one location or the other. Well, or 200, I guess, if you're going from Tucson. Going to have to get creative for, for filling the labor shortage, that's for sure. And it doesn't put the pressure on the air conditioning contractor to match this overhead on a seasonal business year-round. Seasonal year-round. The floating ro- Rosie on the House labor pool. Yeah. <laughs> I- can I join that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Doing bottom of the hour news break. We'll get uh, can get you on the line and bring you into the next uh, next conversation. We've got a text question. Wants to know about how to alarm, eliminate dog urine smell from a patio, and it's a rock landscape around it. So we've got a couple solutions for that. And then Larry in Cottonwood wants to know, what do you put down to prevent weeds underneath your rock? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. There was a time we were putting landscape fabrics underneath and plastics. That system has gone away. It's a waste of money. Bringing your Saturday morning around right here at Rosie on the House. We're here for you. If you'd like to give us a ring at one 767 we'd be happy to answer any question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Whether it's remodeling, maintaining, fixing up, or repairing, give us a ring. And we'll do what we can about providing you from our... 50 plus years of building and remodeling experience to work for you so we can help you through that project. You know, Romy, you were mentioning you've gotten to where you enjoy reading uh, the mansion section of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it, it is, it is, it's pretty entertaining, some of the stuff they've got in there. A lot of it, you know, it's four or five pages, six or seven sometimes, and usually. There's at least one good story in it. A lot of times it's just stuff that's so ridiculous. I don't even waste my time reading it. Like a 
million dollar California blah 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 I'm like who cares but they have some fun stuff they do they do and there was an article there by one of the journalists who had just recently had a custom home built and the article is construction hindsight is 2020 the things I wish I knew before I embarked on this project but she finishes the article with a sidebar things contractors wish their clients knew before they embarked upon a project. And we were talking about how much flack I have gotten the last couple of weeks from the people from Ohio. It's all good-natured flack because it just – that's the way we are. Uh, but one of the fl- one of the not good-natured flack I get is from the contractors in Arizona. Uh, when I tell homeowners, never – ever answer the contractor's question, what's your budget? As soon as they ask you that question, you know you have the wrong contractor on the job. You need to make sure that contractor has his ears turned on or that architect, the designer, listening to what you want to have done. What is it about the house that's driving this change What doesn't work anymore? Is it a traffic pattern? Is it a room configuration? Is it converting from a house full of kids to empty nesting? Is it bringing mom and dad home into a comfortable in-law suite, granny suite? Whatever it is that's driving it, you need to be able to visit with that contractor that should be doing, asking you a ton of questions. But one of the questions shouldn't be, okay, homeowner, what's your budget? Don't answer that question. If the contractor has any amount of local experience in your neighborhood doing the kind of projects you want done, he ought to be able or she ought to be able to hear you out, listen to you, and they may be able to do it right there on the spot or they may need a couple days to digest it. They should be able to tell you. For this project, for this project, this is what your anticipated budget should be. And uh, a lot of people, when you're talking budgets, whatever you think you have in your mind of a budget, (laughs) you you shouldn't have one going into the project because it never lines up. And if you've got it set in your head that um, you're going to be able to get it for this, it's never this, it's always that. And don't be afraid of getting a budget, an expensive budget. There's nothing that says you have to do the project. So what if it takes you three years to save for it, six years to save for it? If you're going to be in the home long term, ultimately it'll be worth it. Um, but you know, the, the, don't be afraid of getting a high estimate because you don't have to do it. <laughs> as long as well, the, the key is, is it accurate? You know. If it's higher than you anticipated, you're just going to have to find some way to negotiate that challenge. But is it accurate? And that's why we encourage people, find someone that's been active in your neighborhood for a long time. My big project right now that we'd like to do is, you know, I never thought I'd have a lawn or a pool. Um, But when you have kids in Arizona, 
and you spend most of your time outside, <laughs> a why lawn and a pool becomes part of your summer living. And Why don't you find somebody that can take my pool out of my backyard <laughs> and bring it over to but you? see, I don't want a pool oh. because the arena, it, we would have so much dust constantly. From, from our house to the White Tank Mountains isn't another house. The amount of dust and the filters we would burn up constantly. But you can do a living pond. It'll naturally filter. It still has a filter to it, but you you put plants you and, and an eco structure and system. And when I was talking to the pond what dome was, about what was your budget for that? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I thought ah, for what I want because I'm not talking about just digging out. I mean, the dirt we're going to use to excavate it is going to be the backdrop to the pond, and we're going to have a windmill on top that's going to pump water from the pond onto the top, and that's going to be the aeration. So you've got this constant running stream and this living sound and um, it's a living, active, dynamic swimming hole. Yeah, and it's going to go in between the two mulberry trees so they'll be able to jump out of the tree and have tire swings. And I got done with Paul, and he's like, so it's going to take me a while to estimate something like this, but what you're doing, similar projects I've done, you know you're talking close to $200,000. I said, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. So, But all those different elements I'm talking about, they don't all have to be done at once. We're just going to start with something small. And then add on to it and expand it and grow it. And I'd love to be able to have a to be able to do some laps, not like an Olympic size lap pool, but exercise. It's I like swimming as an alternative to cardiovascular over jogging. Just to I hate to run. That's how much I hate to run. (laughs) So I mean, it's going to take me twenty years to do it. Okay, there you go. Well, when when people ask me, uh, write a book. But I plan to die at the property. So there you go. (laughs) One of the books that has kind of been in our making for Loire is the 10 mistakes most homeowners make. And it actually is being split up into the 10 plumbing mistakes, the 10 air conditioning mistakes, the 10 energy saving mistakes. But the one mistake, I'm going to repeat it, for those of you that are contemplating a project, is divulging your budget, and every contractor in Arizona hates me for teaching you this. Don't give your budget. If you're talking to a qualified contractor, experienced in your neighborhood, doing the kind of work you want done, they should be able to tell you it should be between X and Y. And then when he says, I'm going to charge you to put the estimate together, You should be okay with that. They should charge a modest fee to put the detailed estimate together. And when the estimate comes back, it needs to fall within the preliminary range that he told you or she told you in the beginning. Those are all qualifying steps that you take the contractors you're interviewing through to make sure you've got the right contractor. And I've said this many times. For every day you spend in interviewing contractors is going to be a month you save finding some contractor to come take over a project that's gone bad. And many of you still want to see three or four or five contractors give you free bids for work on a project. And when you put four or five contractors against each other and all you're interested in is the cheapest bid... I will all but guarantee what you've got 
is the contractor that missed something. And there's going to be a problem down the road. It's just the tradition of the American construction industry that that's how it's been for the last 50 years. I always compare how much better a system they do have in this regards in Europe. If they get four estimates, they throw the low bid away, they throw the high bid away, they average all four of them, and the contractor that comes in at the closest to the average is the one they go into final interview process with. And that just makes a lot of sense to me. Rather than giving into your inner cheapskate, going with the low bid, and then kicking yourself and your spouse and your dog and the contractor for the next three or four months while you're involved in this project. Another fun story from the Wall Street Journal's mansion section, you know, <clears throat> the Mayflower. Do you know what ultimately happened to the Mayflower? We all know about the Mayflower and the pilgrims coming over. Well, Captain Christopher Jones went back to England in May of 1612. He died the following March, and the boat just sat in the Thames River and became unusable. So Captain Jones' wife and the other co-owners got it appraised. What do you think the Mayflower appraised for in 1624? Today's dollar value, about 40000 bucks. Okay. For a ship that can go across okay. the Atlantic. <laughs> okay. And so it was common for them to just get repurposed, and it had a picture of this barn that's the roof structure is just the whole of the boat flipped upside down and then That's put roofs on top of it. So the Mayflower is still in existence as a barn in England. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So it's cool. They have cool stories like that. That's one of the, I love pulling those out of the mansion section. Those it, are the fun stories, not you know what celebrities selling their $20 million home in the Caribbeans. But they are kind of interesting to see those homes. So let's see if we can bring Mike into the conversation, at least get his question on air before we have to go to a quick break. Good morning, Mike. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Really appreciate it. Uh, my wife and I have just an incredible house in Chandler. It's on a lake and everything. We just love it to pieces. But we're both arthritis is setting in and all that. And uh, we have a two-story house. And I was wondering if there's been any new innovations in uh like elevators or something that we can something we can use to try and get us from the first floor to the second floor without a lot of pain and a lot of effort in fact there is mike and i know you're on a cell we're gonna have to go to a little break here but i want you to stay tuned after we go through this short commercial break i'll come back and talk about the new innovations that allow for a fairly easy i mean we've installed elevators in homes it's not an easy operation <laughs> but in the last 10 years the things they've come up with to get you first and second story access residentially have really been pretty darn creative so we'll cover that mike you stay tuned leave your radio on and we'll get to it right after a little short commercial break How to get a lift in and about and around your house, home, castle, or cabin right here at Rosie on the House. Mike called in just before the break and wanted to know he in a house he's very comfortable in. It's two-story, and they'd like to age in place in the house, and they're concerned how will they make it easily from one floor to the other. 
And I have to, this brings back memories, one of the very first jobs as an assistant superintendent that I had was installing an elevator at the Arizona Republic when the Republic and the Gazette both officed in the same building. And uh, Mr. Chuck Volrath was manager of the facility. And he said, I'd like a elevator. Oh, well, of course, in our mind, I was working for Mr. George Kirk at the time. We, we thought, well, let's put one on the outside of the building and attach it right here. and It'll be, it'll be simple. And Chuck said, no, no, I want an inside right here. <laughs> you know what I always think of? That was an of. exciting job. That was fun. Is Grandma Katie's condo, yes. three-story condo in Covington, Louisiana. And, you know, she was wheelchair bound for the remainder of her yeah. life. And you'd have to roll Grandma Katie, and she'd into the elevator, and it was narrow enough that you couldn't turn her around. So she saw the door, so she'd have to look at the yeah, that's right wall, and you'd go up to the third floor and pull her out and bring her to bed. <laughs> well, you know, residential elevators have been around for a long time, and when people ask us, you know. What would it cost to install them? And I think the last one we installed was close to $40,000 uh, because you don't want it to look like a commercial mm -hmm. application. you got to kind of hide it and camouflage it and make it look good. But, Mike, one of the things that have come up recently is you remember going to the bank and pulling up to the drive-in, and the little plastic tube came to you by air pressure through a tube underground. You're going to launch Granny up to the... <laughs> Romy, they make air pressure elevators now where you step into the cylinder and start it, and the air pressure... It beam me up, it, it beams you up. And they're, they're incredibly affordable. Now, if you don't mind something on the outside of the house and maybe to a, to a deck at the master bedroom or something like that, on the Gulf Coast... Hurricane after hurricane after hurricane, all of the homes along the Gulf Coast are up on stilts. Well, in the last five or six years, there haven't been any of those homes built down there that don't have an elevator on it. Because you, every time you leave the house, you've got... 14 feet. You've yep. got a long set of stairs. So you get home from the grocery shopping, and you got 12 bags in the car. I mean, you got to make six trips up and down those stairs. La our last visit to Grand Isle, Louisiana, there was hardly a house there that hadn't had an elevator installed. Well, these lift elevators are, are pretty reasonable for as little as $5,000. But they're on the outside of the house. They will get you up and down. And that might not fill Mike's need. He may want to go from his favorite easy chair in the living room up to the master bedroom. Well, one of these pneumatic, these air-powered elevators take much less room and they're much less invasive to install than a traditional elevator and, and i would just tell you mike you could just uh, uh google pneumatic vacuum elevators uh some of the bigger elevator they were they were brand new at the home show just seven or eight years ago and now virtually every major elevator manufacturer makes some version of this and I've seen where they will put a moving seat next to the staircase. They mount it against the wall. Absolutely. And you sit on the chair and it pulls you yep. up. And it looks like it's a one-person-at-a-time application, so it might take a little while. Uh, might not be the fastest thing you're looking for. But it would probably be 
and they the, one of the less expensive routes. And, they and had, if you they, want to stay there the rest of your life, yeah. it might be worth it. And they have come way down in price. There's even services, Romy, that if you take the dimensions of the staircase and plot it for them on a graph, they'll send you the parts mm. to install it yourself. The whole thing. Neat. Lock, stock, and barrel. I've also seen a, a truck. He must live in the west side because I see him on the 303 occasionally, an Arizona elevator. I don't know if they do residential. And we don't get asked about it enough. I never did anything looking into it. But I have seen the company, Arizona Elevator. So there's somebody else that does it for a living you could reach out to, possibly. All right, Mike. There you go. Hey, we've got one kid calling here. Earlier, it, if you missed it, Rosie may put out have the challenge answer. to answer he, he knows the punchline to a tomato joke. Mister, you sure are a good mater thrower, but he can't remember the beginning of the joke. And we put the call. Does anybody know the beginning? And who, who do we have online? This is Elijah, and he's made up this joke. Oh, okay. Elijah. Okay. Elijah, yeah, and so he's going to tell you what he thinks the first part of the joke was. All right, All Elijah. Right. Real quick. Here it is, Elijah. So there's this guy that walks into a grocery store and goes to the produce area and starts grabbing tomatoes when suddenly a little kid runs by and trips him. As he's falling, the tomato hits the kid and the kid says, well, sorry, Charlotte, the tomato fell All right. Very good. Excellent. Good. Uh, we made that one up. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. We appreciate you listening. To Rosie on now, so we have his contact and information. Okay. And you tell your dad, thanks for raising your right by having you tune in. One day you're going to be a homeowner, and all this stuff you're absorbing right now is going to come into use one day. Absolutely. Well, we're wrapping up this Saturday's segment of Rosie on the House. We're here every Saturday morning for the purpose of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Whatever you're trying to do or tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin, we hope you'll learn to check with Rosie on the house first. We've got 45, 50 years of remodeling and building experience from No Gallus to Page, from Ehrenberg to Eager. Put our experience to work for you, the Arizona homeowner, every Saturday morning.